Australian musical treasure Pete Murray has released his second official single, If We Never Dance Again, from his forthcoming EP called The Night, which is set for release on Friday, March 5. Pete Murray, thanks for taking the time to speak with me again. Last time we spoke, you'd just released Found My Place, which was the first single from this new body of music that we're hearing from you. Um, Now that you've released If We Never Dance Again, I have to congratulate you on um, how moving and romantic um, and also cinematic it is. Tell me about the track. And uh, I guess when uh, reading the lyric sheet, um, I've got to say it's a bit heartbreaking and almost bittersweet. It sounds like a a, a big promise of love and, and friendship forever. Um, why would you do this to us just after Valentine's Day, Pete? <laughs> I know. How's the timing for that one? I know. Um, look, it's um, this is a, uh, I've been explaining to everyone that I've, I went over to the States and did a um, co-writing session, which I've never done before. So it really took me out of my comfort zone. Mm. And, you know, you talk about cinematic in there. Um, the guy that I wrote this with, a guy called Morgan Dorr, uh, is a one of the the leading uh, writers with the Sony ATV publishing team in, in America. So the uh, the team hooked me up with with Morgan, and <clears throat> I thought we might be able to produce something good together. So uh, I was quite nervous about it because he's had a fair bit of success with getting songs onto movies and TV shows. So um, you know, he's when I went round to his place, um, he had the first line of the song done which was um, if you never see my face again and uh it was like the way that it played it just it straight away it was like wow this is a really massive or could be a really massive song if we if we do the right treatment for it and, and make it work um and as we started to get into the verse i think i um pretty much i was just head down a bum up doing lyrics and <laughs> writing as best I could. The lyrics just flow, you know, and when that line sort of came to me, you know, if you never see my face again, and I did actually mention um, to Morgan, which he got, did give it a laugh out of, um, of the, uh, the what was the track in the 80s? I'm trying to think of the band. I was just going, The Angels. You're if right. you never see my face again, <laughs> yeah. no way get, yeah, you know the rest of it. Um, so, I did mention, we're just going to be careful about that one. Let's not take it down that direction. <laughs> so, anyway, the lyrics kind of flowed out and um, it was, yeah, it's heartbreaking that, um, you know, the, the way this is, um, the, how, how powerful it is, I guess. Mm. And, you know, I had um, some other friends over there. John, Hume, John Hume's a good friend of mine. John's a, a producer. He used to play in Evermore, the band. Mm. Him and his wife, I invited them out for breakfast one morning and, and I had just, this song was kind of half done and I played it to them and um, his wife was in tears, you know, and so I knew straight away this is a really powerful song wow. and that people would connect to it. And, um, but, but it's written in a way with, you know, that it's not a hate song by any means. It's really um, about a relationship that for whatever reason can't be together and, and, and couldn't work out. Yeah. So that's the heartbreaking thing, I think, that it's neither of them, you know, would would want that to finish. But uh, so people, you know, definitely connected to the song. I think the um, it's it's very epic. It's a it's a great song to sing live, and I played it for the first time uh, in Adelaide last weekend when we had our first first festival back after twelve months. Um, played the song live with the band, so it was a really Great, uh, great moment to be back playing live, and a great moment to play this song live too, because it's only been out for a little while, but there's still a lot of people singing along to it, and mm. it really has got a great reaction, probably the best reaction I've had 
for uh, you know a number of years. Yeah, I mean, I uh, saw on your socials that you played in Adelaide uh, just days ago. So congratulations on being able to get mm. out and play live music again. We'll touch on that um, a little later. But um, from what I understand, uh, from what you're saying, this song was actually written um, you know, reasonably quickly because you were so motivated to mm. get it done once you'd uh, heard um, what uh, Morgan had worked on. Um, what was it about this song in particular that got its hooks into you, that you, you needed to, to finish it? Look, it's funny how songs come together. I think, you know, uh, great songs come out pretty quickly. And this was, um, when I say quickly, we, we probably wrote <clears throat> the majority of it in, in a day. Mm. So, uh, which is pretty quick. Yeah. And um, <laughs> then I, I, I cancelled another session so that I can come back and finish the song. I just could feel the potential that it had. Mm. Um, so I contacted management and said, look, you need to cancel tell whoever it is I'm sick. I just need to get out of it. I need to get back with Morgan and I need to finish the song. So we went back and, um, you know, spent the afternoon together and we wrote the, um, the bridge and, um, any little final bits and pieces of the verse, I think it needs to work out. But I think, you know, hearing, uh, I think the song got stuck in my head after the first day. I remember coming back and playing it thinking, wow, this has really got a, it's got a great groove to it too. This is, it's mellow, but it's got a great groove. Um, and it's it's it nice little bounce. The lyrics are really powerful. It's a massive sing-along chorus, and I think once people get this, it might be challenging for some, but uh, fun to hear a crowd sing that back at you because it is a big, it's a powerful chorus to sing. Mm. And um, you know, I think that's the thing for me too. It's it's when you sing it, you're feeling the emotion at the same time. Uh, you mentioned that it's a powerful song, and it certainly is, but my goodness, the video is equally as powerful. Tell us about that. Um, I'm stunned by the opening shot of it and, and equally the format that it's sh um, kind of presented in uh, and the couple that are in the video as well. Their connection is extraordinary. It is, yeah. Well, that was uh, done by a, a good friend of mine, um, and his company's called Moz & Co., and uh, Glenn, he's, he's um, great. Um, well, his film work is fantastic. And he's been doing a few things with me. I've been doing this thing on the, on YouTube called the Byron Sunday Sessions. And that's where I first um, got him on board to do that. And he's so good and so organic and, and he's, um, the way he shoots and, and how he, he does his edits, it just looks amazing. He did the first clip for me as well, um, Found My Place. And so he was really um, the first person I went to for this one because I just I played in the song and he said, "Wow, it's it's amazing, it's very powerful." And I, and I said, "Look, I think this needs to be just full of beautiful shots, very cinematic, and really powerful." And he was like, "Great." He said, "I know the couple we should use because they were a couple anyway that um, were together." So and. The girl in that, um, Mel, she had done some modelling before. Right. But Ollie, her partner, had never done anything before. Um, nothing with cameras, no, nothing at all. So he was basically brand new, the brand new kid on the block. And we just, uh, he, and Moz thought, look, this will be great because there's some chemistry because they're, they're together. Mm. And so we used them both. And you can you can feel the, um, the beauty, the, the happiness, the sadness and, emotion with these two when they were together the chemistry was really amazing when we 
we shot this in the first day and we, we didn't get the sun, the sunset that we wanted. And um, it got a bit rainy, so we had to get them back and shoot another time. But in between the shooting, they actually got married. Oh, really? So it made it even kind of more more powerful, I think, that they had this bond. They got married. They were in the second part of the clip, which is all the, the really silhouette sunset shots, is when we reshot re- it. Wow. Um, they were they were married at that stage. <laughs> so, you know, and it's, it is stunning. I, and I remember I it was a shot. It's actually me driving ollie in the car so we we thought let's just do one little snippet of me and we and so moz was in the back of the car and he shot uh pr- pretty much my eyes in the rear vision mirror and a little bit of um a shot in front of the car when i was driving so you could see me for a glimpse and i and i said you know what i think i'm i don't want to kill this video take me out just <laughs> let these guys let it be about these guys so we did and um yeah it's really it's a beautiful moving um really powerful um video it really is it really and is i think i love it i think i love it because i'm not in it <laughs> the other thing too well there's enough of you in it um to prove that it's your video clip if and you, that, that car is, you, is must zoom have been... in yeah zoom in from the top of it you might see your top of my head there you go <laughs> uh, and that car must have been um pretty amazing to drive to yeah that was uh Another friend of mine who had that car, so I borrowed that. The brakes don't work that well, so I had oh. to be very careful <laughs> driving that one around to, to to get it to the spot. So yeah, it kept pulling to the left every time you hit the brake. So it was a yeah, right. it was a bit of a mission, but um, yeah, the car was great. <laughs> Everything about it, you know, and having um, you know Moz uh, shoot it was yeah, he certainly knows what he's doing and did a fantastic job. Now, look, I've had a listen to the EP and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It, it does sound like it's a particularly personal record to you. And um, even sonically, it has some really surprising moments, like some guest vocals um, and even what sounds like some string arrangements on the final track, um, which is called Waiting for This Love, um, which is actually one of yep. the shortest tracks, I think, on the EP. Um, ha- tell us about yep. how this particular group of tracks um, got selected to form this EP, because I recall you saying last time that you had around 10 tracks that were completed and Kind of ready to go that might form uh, a couple of EPs from you in the future. Yeah, I think this one choosing these songs, I think that <clears throat> was really kind of mood based mm. and um, a little bit more kind of on the the mellow side for some of them. And but definitely the mood base was what I wanted for this to just be a really um, nice little EP that that people could listen to and and really enjoy from start to finish. The last track, waiting for this love, is. Beautiful song. Um, it was uh, recorded. Um, I tried to record. Normally, you record the, the guitar first and do the vocals later, so you can you know mix the song together. But I wasn't getting the vibe on that. So that was really just. Uh, I sat in the studio and we had one mic um, for my for my voice and for the guitar. So that's why there's a little bit of hiss on that one. If you you can tell, mm-hmm. we've had to turn things up to kind of hear everything, but. I captured the moment in the song from just one take and then the, the bit of percussion was just me sort of playing my, slapping my hands on my thighs to try and give a little bit of a beat to the song. And the string arrangement, um, Rod Innes, a friend of mine from Adelaide who does all my string arrangements, Rod's incredible, mm. very talented. If you ever listen to the orchestral version of Feeler, the 10-year anniversary of Feeler, yeah. Rod did all the orchestral arrangements for that, went over to Bulgaria with the... Um, symphony orchestra over there and um, laid all that stuff down for me for that album. The parts are amazing. 
on that album. And then this song in particular as well is just really powerful. You know, that's a, it's a, a beautiful song, um, Waiting for This Love, and, and his arrangements just do so much to it. So, yeah, definitely a mood-based uh, selection of songs for this one. Mm. And, you yeah. know, where we go from here, we're, we're, you know, probably looking at doing another EP again soon. Uh, but whether it'll be the same vibe, I don't know. Because an album's worth of material was done. I would like to think that possibly, you know, if we do another EP, I might be able to combine this together as to make an album later, but I'd probably have to change the arrangements of the songs a little bit so that they would, to see where they go, as in the order mm. of the songs, as if it would work as an, as an album. Yeah. Because it was all done, uh, you know, around the same time. Well, there's some really special but, uh, moments on this EP, so I quite like it how it is <laughs> grouped together. It's definitely moody. I think one of my favourite tracks is probably the Fall Apart. Okay. When um, that was a session I did with uh, a couple other guys in Nashville, and it was it was a session where I first went into, and it, and it was it was didn't feel like it was going anywhere. You know, you you do have those moments where like this is not working, mm. and we was really struggling to put something together. And at one stage, I think that we were. Uh, the, the guys who just said, "Oh, should we um, give up?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, no, no! Hang on, this is this has got something. Let me just get to you know. Let me just play with this chorus for a little bit." And um, yeah, I think it's probably one of my favourite tracks off that EP. So um, it's a nice, nice mood to it. Now, I think last time we spoke, you were quite uh, you were mentioning that you were quite nervous around the release of, of "Found My Place." Now that the EP is on the horizon, coming out March five, how are those nerves, Pete? Are they feeling any better? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I've kind of forgotten about that now. Oh, sorry, to remind just, you? <laughs> probably. Yeah, oh, no, no, I remember being nervous, but I'm, I've forgotten about the nerves now. I think, you know, you move on past that. When something new comes out um, and it's been a few years, there's probably a few nerves about, um, you know, doing things and see what, seeing what the reaction is going to be. But, oh, look, it's all been really positive, you know. There's a really strong bunch of songs on, on this EP and, that's the feedback I'm getting back from people that have listened to it. So yeah. it's um, I've really caught a, a moment in time, I think, when we've recorded it, which is good. Now, coinciding with the release of the EP, which is quite handy, you've got a run of shows in March um, as part of By the Sea Festival, which you played uh, the Adelaide leg of um, a few days ago. Uh, how did it feel to play live again to such a huge audience? That was awesome. I bet. It's great. I mean, it's, you know, I think every musician in Australia has been missing that live the live touring and the live, the live gigging. So, you know, I think that, um, you know, where the music industry at the moment is communicating with the government to see if we can get JobKeeper um, extended to look after people because we just can't tour at the moment. But I'm, I'm really keen to see if we can actually, um, be, if the music industry is, is able to, to tour, see if we can have a chat with the government about that to see if we can get back on and, have an exemption so we can, if the border's too close, see if we can still continue to get around. So I don't know how that's going to work, but I think it's it's doable. And we're probably at the point now where Australia's done a great job of really containing COVID. So, uh, you know, the music industry itself, it really needs to start to move forward now because it will suffer big time if, if, it, if we can't um, continue touring mm. anytime soon. What would you suggest um, that your punters and fans do to help you um, along this journey in getting the music industry revived? Well, I think to supporting the music industry with what what they're asking. Um, people want live music to come back. So, you know, there are obviously 
rules and regulations in place. So if you are at a gig um, and you can't dance, then don't dance. You have to follow that. If you, you know if people aren't going to follow the rules, it's going to shut everything down still. So I think that's the the best advice I can give is just do what um, what is asked of us and, and let's just continue to keep moving forward. Mm. Well, congratulations again on this latest single, Pete Murray, and um, I look forward to having the night EP in my hot little hands, which is dropping March 5th. Pete Murray, it's been a pleasure catching up. Thanks so much for your time. Great. Thanks, mate. Nice talking to you too.